Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the NFL episode of Mojo Sport. We have a full house for the first time in, guys, I don't know how many weeks, but Laura, Laura, Riley, Dan, it's the first week of football, first week of NFL, back in action. We're done with preseason. Guys, I am so excited to break down these games. So excited. I don't know about you guys, but football's back. College football's back. I am not leaving my couch for the next kind of however many months. Let's be real. But, um, <laughs> I guess we can start. I mean, it's always fun to kind of predict it, right? So we'll start off with biggest predictions for NFL 2022, 2023, sorry. Jeez. Um, too early to tell. Laura, Laura what's, uh, what's going to be your biggest prediction for 2023? Uh, I think I'm going to surprise everybody and not talk about the Jags or the Eagles. I am really excited to see what happens with the Saints. I predicted early on that they would go 12 wins. I'm going to stick with that. And I also think the biggest sort of thing is that the Houston Texans are going to be okay. And they're actually going to win probably eight games. That's going to be my biggest wall 2023. Yeah. Fair, fair. I'm going to be kind of harsh here and say that Riley, you might agree with me on this one, but it's going to be some growing pains for the Bears this year. hundred percent. I just, I don't think they're going anywhere close to 500. Um, and that hurts, but you know what's new? <laughs> <laughs> you, you make a valid point, and as we kind of go through growing pains, Dan, I'm going to give it to you for this one. Pat's any any predictions, thoughts there? Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave that a little bit to later in the show because. Um, yeah, it's still a bit of a sensitive topic to be talking about the Pats this time of year. It's not looking too good for us. But a uh, couple of bold ones, throw out a couple of takes here. Uh, how about the Ravens winning the AFC North? I think Lamar has, um, you know, his, his career season as he tries to navigate the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. Uh, good luck there. And just another sneaky one there, Broncos to finish fourth last in the AFC West. Uh, I'm going to ignore the fact that the Raiders don't have an offensive line. But, uh, yeah, there we go. There's a couple for you. All right, those are our predictions. Laura, you get to round us off uh, as we, before we jump into our breakdown, your biggest prediction for 2023 NFL season. Well, Dan, I'm a little, little shocked about that one. But um, look, I'm expecting a pretty boring season out of Arizona. I think they're going to have a few issues going on over there. Um, Seattle, like the Bears, is going to be a big problem this season. But I think Arizona is going to not be a, not put on too much of a show this year. All right, speaking of shows, we're going to jump into our first game of the week in our breakdown, which is Bills versus Rams. All right. This is Thursday night football if you're in the U.S. Friday morning football, I guess, if you're Australians, which doesn't quite have the same ring to it. But this is the first game kicking off the NFL season. We have the Super Bowl reigning champs against the Buffalo Bills. Lara, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this game. What a way to kick off the NFL season. I am thrilled. I think this is the best game that we could have had. And I'm so happy that it's Friday morning, Thursday night. I like you put it that way. I just think this is going to be an incredible game. And I think it is going to potentially end up being these guys in the Super Bowl as well, which is really exciting. Um, there's not much to say apart from I, the only thing about the Bills I'm nervous about is their secondary. Um, and otherwise I just think, 
I think they're going to be very, very good. And I'm excited to see how they kick off the season. It'd be interesting to see kind of like the first rate offense, technically kind of going into like a first rate defense. I think this is going to go toe for toe. But when we look at the matchups, I mean, you've got Stevon Diggs versus Jalen Ramsey. Like that's going to be a matchup that's going to be awesome. But as you mentioned, the secondary, when you take away one player, like Cooper Cup has got to be somebody that the Bills just have to keep their eye on. Riley, who do you think is going to be the best matchup there for the Bills against Cooper Cup? Um, I think depending on where he's lining up, I actually think Von Miller is going to play a big part. Um, linebacker in the middle, he, even though he's like his first year, he's going to have a lot of control, I think, over the game, um, especially in that midsection there. So I think if he's able to be the person that he has been his entire career, pretty much, who is someone who he just finds the ball, he never stops. Cup is so relentless in getting the yards after catch and making a five-yard completion into a 20-yard gain that if Miller can sort of keep that middle section, even if the ball's not near him, if he can just keep that safe, um, it just allows the corners and the safeties to just have that little bit of, you know, they can play a bit deeper to then crash down on the ball as opposed to trying to play it safe a little bit. So I think he's going to have the biggest impact in the, at least in this game. It'd be interesting to see how I think Stafford comes out. You know, last year he had 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. I mean, the guy loved Cooper Cup. We all know that. He threw to him day in and day out during games. But he does, when you look at reports, he does get that tunnel vision. So he's very easy to pick off. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that works. I mean, <laughs> Laura, I don't mean to add salt to the wound here but uh Bobby Wagner is stepping up <laughs> in a different jersey I mean do you think he's going to come out and make make a big impact I mean Von Miller signing for the Rams was definitely a good uh, sorry signing for the Bills is definitely a good pickup from the Rams um so how do you think that rush defense is going to go for both sides I think Bobby Wagner is going to come in and make an absolute splash I think he's exactly the player that that defense has been needing and, you know, he can stuff the run. He can get to the quarterback if need be. I think it's really exciting that the safety for the Bills, Poyer is playing as well. We should have a pretty even uh, defensive matchup that I'm thinking. And I think it will be great to see some of these wide receivers with Stafford that we haven't been expecting as well. I'm excited to see Robinson, who's come over from Jacksonville. I think he looks to make a big splash. He hasn't had an experienced quarterback like Stafford before. So I really think this matchup is going to be one to definitely look for. Um, But no, I'm excited to see Bobby, but I think there are so many interesting facets to this game. And I think we're going to learn a lot about what these offenses are going to look like for the rest of the season. This is, this is a game where I could see it. I don't know about you guys, but I could see it very high scoring for sure, because we know these quarterbacks can throw. We know they've got receivers. But the interesting fact, Dan, is like when you look at kind of the wild card for both these teams, it's their run game. Like either could uh, either team have a running back, but it's not really necessarily something that they tend to go to all the time. Yeah, you took took the words out of my mouth. I I think that um, just even watching this game, I, I think we've just got to watch it a little bit differently and really focus in on 
the instances where the defense gets the offense off the, off the field, you know, anytime you can get a three and out that that's almost as good as a touchdown because, you know, this game could get, you know, this could be a, a huge score. So you're right. I, I think you've pinpointed um, a couple of key, um, you know, it's who can run the ball. You know, we, we know the Buffalo can't run the ball outside of Josh Allen. That has to change this year. Not much has really changed there in, in terms of um, uh, Devin Singletary will get RB1 snaps. But, you know, that young rookie, James Cook, you know, he's really going to have to try and, you know, offer something. Um, but, yeah, Cam Akers, you know, he's going to be the running back there uh, for L.A., that we're going to be watching. Um, you know, they've kind of stuck with him through injuries and a few different things. He's had a few moments, but um, yeah, he's going to really have to come out strong. What's I cool about, really, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think that the bills have uh, maybe two offensive linemen from the Texans have moved over, which I think is going to really help with the run game. I think that'll uh, allow for more production. Cause you're right. Last year it was, it was not great, but that could be an interesting um, addition as well. I think it's just going to be cool to see who out balls the other. Like, I think it's just going to be Stafford and, um, oh my gosh, what is the Bills quarterback? Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen. Sorry. For some reason, it just <laughs> went straight out of my head. Um, <laughs> Matthew Stafford and Josh Allen just absolutely ball against each other. And I think it will come down to whose secondary is more switched on because both secondaries aren't bad. Both secondaries have their hits and misses when they're on, they're on, when they're off, they're very off um so i think it is going to come down to whose secondary is going to step up when need be like when it's kind of i i think it'll come down to the fourth quarter like i'm going to be a bold prediction and say this is going to be a tied game down to the last like couple minutes but that's me i love you know pulling those out there um so i guess if we're looking at this game and we're looking at the scoreline and we're looking at the winners. You've got offense against a baller offense. You've got a baller defense against a baller defense. You've got two coaches that just understand the game through and through. Laura, I'm, I'm going to throw this to you first. Who do you think is going to win this game? Because I'm calling tie field goal with the last three minutes. I have literally no idea. Um, and I remember, Alex, you mentioned just once or twice, I think offhandedly, that you were so good at your prediction last <laughs> year that uh, I'm actually just going to go with whatever you say because I don't think it's good to like bet against Alex's predictions at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, I, look, I think it's either going to be extremely high scoring or fairly low and pretty clutch um I don't think it's going to be one blowout either way of course that's what it'll end up being I'm sure um but I I'm just gonna sit with whatever you say Alex and not give my prediction because you can't go against your prediction start of the season thank you I appreciate that one so winning by a field goal who's winning we're not I'm not gonna put it on there because I can't pick but by a field goal that's what we're saying Riley who is your prediction for this first first game back I don't know. I'd like to, I'm really torn between having an absolute like offensive showdown, like Chiefs, uh, who Chiefs? Chiefs Rams. Ram, yeah. Um, 2018, I think it was, it was like 51, 52, whatever the final score. Like I'm down for that. Um, but I remember watching a Bears uh, Texans game back when uh, Arian Foster was a running back. I think their final score was like three to six or three to nine, or something like that. Like, there was no touchdowns, it was all field goals, and it was when their defences were just, like, absolutely, like, on top. And it was so exciting to watch um, the defence actually, like, have the big plays. And I think these two teams both have that 
um, like opportunity. If it's like that, I think Rams get it um, just because they've got a few more elite players that will make that three yards, four yards, and then just chunk down those those first downs a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, low scoring, I'm going Rams. High scoring, I'm going Bills. Okay, so we're still – no one's no one's picked a team yet, which is good. Like, <laughs> no are you going to be able to make a pick, or are you just going to be sitting on the fence like the rest of us? No, I mean this isn't very patriot of me, but uh, I'm I'm all aboard. The, I'm all aboard the Buffalo Bills this year. They, Josh Allen is the truth. Uh, this is an MVP season from him. He'll throw for at least three touchdowns in this one. This one's going to be massive. Throw a fumble in there for Cam Akers, um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've got the Bills on the road, and I, I think that I think this is a bit of a statement game for them. Laura, you're cheering on the Bills there. Three of us can't really pick. <laughs> Dan's picked the Bills. I'm guessing, just based on your reaction there, that you are picking the Bills in this one against the reigning Super Bowl champs. Yeah, look, you know, Matt Stafford's coming in. First time as a reigning Super Bowl champ, but I reckon he's going to get beat down. I think the Bills need to limit Josh Allen on the run, but that's not going to happen in week one. So I do expect a big performance and a big game out of him, and I think it's going to be an absolute throwdown, and I'm, I'm excited. It's the Super Bowl matchup we should have had. The Bills are coming in with that chip on their shoulder into SoFi Stadium. It's it's Bills Mafia all the way. I'm excited to see some tables get broken. What about your Bengals there, Riley? Don't you knock my Bengals saying they're not supposed to be there? I'm just saying it's what we expected. It's the Super Bowl matchup we should have seen. I was happy for the Bengals, but that's what it should have been. Um, and, yeah, no, I'm excited. Let's break some tables. It's, it's definitely going to be a good game. And, and like, I, like I keep saying, I mean, I can't think of a better way to kick off the NFL season. But obviously, as you go through, we've got games, 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 games. Um, so we're going to move into our next game. Laura, I know you're going to like this one, but we are highlighting Broncos versus Seahawks. Now, I am going to throw this to you as a Seahawks fan. Russ is coming back. It's his homecoming. Do you think it's like too soon? Like to have the X back in the building because I don't know, it might be too soon to have the X back in the building. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, I'm actually quite excited for this game. I think, you know, Seattle do have the upper hand is that we did have Russell for 10 years. We do know how he works. We do know how he likes to sort of run his offense because he has been a big part in how his offense has been run. It's going to be really frightening seeing him come in, seeing him standing on the sideline during that big Seahawks entrance. You know, this is my number one game probably of the season. I can't wait to see it. Um, Look, I've heard some really great things coming out of Broncos training camp. I've heard Cortland Sutton really getting quite familiar with Russell Wilson. I think that's going to be one of the key matchups. I think Jerry Judy, though, is going to be the wide receiver one. Um, you know, he has had a disappointing few seasons since being drafted as high as he was, but you got to look at what that quarterback room has been in Denver. It hasn't been anything worthwhile. Um, so I think Russell coming in is really going to change that, but I think Colton Sutton's going to be the next Tyler Lockett in terms of he's going to be getting those deep balls. He's going to be that player that we kind of underestimate. So let's definitely watch out for that. But look, it's officially Geno Smith season. Thank God. I got a little bit nervous there when Pete kept pushing out that quarterback announcement. I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. But thank God we didn't get Drew Locke yet. Um, I I'm, I can't really say I'm excited to see Gino, but I'm happy for Gino. I think he deserved this opportunity, um, you know, out of the two of them. I think what's going to happen is we are going to kind of see Tyler Lockett drop off in production. It's going to be a DK season because 
what DK can do is not only can he block, run, catch, all of the above, but he actually, his yards after the catch is what's going to really show his worth and his value this season. And they're going to need it with a quarterback like Geno Smith, who's known to underthrow the ball. Um, so, you know, DK's ability to extend the play, get around the play and make things happen where often a play is dead um, is really going to come in handy. Anytime we get to talk about Jamal Adams is a great day for me. I think I talk about him every chance I get. But, you know, Seattle's going to run three back safeties. He's going to be in there. He's ready to go for week one. Um, and we can see him, you know, stuffing the run. We're going to see him pop and fly all over the place. That finger might be a bit niggly, but it's going to be okay. But I'm really excited to see how this defense comes up. I think there's nothing major um, in Denver that's going to be too much of a challenge that we wouldn't get in our division for our defense. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to – I'll hand it over, but oh, I'm excited for this game. It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, guys, that's all we have time for on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Taking over the second game. No, Riley, she mentioned the quarterback in Geno Smith there for Seattle. Um, Do you think this is the right pick for Seattle moving forward as far as the number one quarterback? I've always been riding the Drew Locke train. Um, I don't know why. I just liked him. I don't know. You like an underdog. Um, yeah, and I don't know. So I was excited to see him um, get uh, an opportunity uh, again. Obviously, his time in the Broncos was up and over. Um, but, you know, when Geno Smith has his second butt fumble 2.0 and it costs you guys a game, you will be praying for Drew Locke. So Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So he's Geno, you know, he's been playing for what's it, 10 years now or something like that, and he really hasn't done anything um except make funny plays so i i'll be excited to see by like week three maybe drew lock get his call up i hope it's not from injury i hope he just gets benched yeah (laughs) fair fair fair. (laughs) you can't say it any better than that i guess i guess about the new quarterback in seattle just a geno hater Clearly. Um, <laughs> Laura, I guess, you know, we, we've kind of touched on the offense. We've kind of touched on the rush, you know, the, the defense a little bit. But I think when we look at this game, I do think it's going to come down to the defensive side of the ball. And I think one thing that Seattle might have ahead of the Broncos is that they know Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, it's actually funny that you said that because I was going to follow Laura with like, awesome, I have nothing left to say because that is great. Nailed it. Um, But yeah, the only other thing I was going to say was uh, I wonder what the coaching system in the Broncos is going to bring to Seattle. And I think that's a really good point about, okay, yes, the X is back in the building very quickly. Russell Wilson is walking in. How well do they know what what his limits are or what his capacity capacities are um, and does that give them an upper hand I think it probably does in conjunction with it's you know first time coach first time head coach Um, so yeah I'll be really interested to see what kind of offense um, Denver brings in Um, but yeah I'm just kind of deferring to Laura on all things Seattle uh, week one uh, with the Russell Wilson kind of revenge game Um, yeah Dan, is where do you think either team is going to excel here? Because their run defense, 
okay. It's fine. You know, I, I, I'm excited to see Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb kind of step up for the Broncos. There's kind of a little thing going through the NFL being like, is that the new Batman and Robin for uh, the Broncos there, which could be interesting pairing. Um, if, if one team was to excel over the other, where in your mind, where would it be for either team? Because they don't excel really on any part of the football. I'm just so glad that we get this week up, uh, this matchup in week one. This is, this is so, this is going to be an incredible um, game for a lot of reasons. Uh, look, and I forgot to mention the reason I had through through so much shade at Denver to finish fourth is because I, uh, t- uh, I picked him up in my fantasy team, which means I've cursed Russell Wilson uh, for the season there. But uh, no, look, you know, trying to put my analytical hat on looking at the team, the Denver Broncos will utterly humiliate the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, this will be an absolute ass whooping of the highest degree. And that's just by looking at the Denver team and saying, this team was a quarterback away. That's what we all said. This team is a quarterback away. Did they get tore apart in the Russell Wilson trade? And and for me, they didn't, you know, yes, they lost Noah. Um, they lost a ton of picks that that doesn't really sort of move things too much, but you know, little Albert O, you know, the young tight end there, I still like, like the look of him. So for me, I think this is a complete football team. I am expecting things to be a little bit slow to start, um, so that uh, I, I think the the runaway will happen in the second half here. But, um, you know, Russell Wilson is going to have to win this year from the pocket. Can he do it? I think he can, despite me putting a bit of a uh, – yeah. but despite me picking him up in fantasy and uh, putting a bit of a hoax on him. Yeah, so clearly your pick is Broncos for the win there. Um, Lara, over to you. I mean, I'd like to see Rashad Penny kind of step up. For Seattle, I think if they're going to do anything and excel somewhere, I think it might be their run game over the Broncos. I don't know the Broncos have a necessarily, you know, kind of stellar run game. And I know Rashad Penny's coming off a good back end of last season. So in your mind, who, who's going to win this game and how? Was that Lara or Laura? Um, Lara. Right. Um, yeah, I, I am not as easily convinced by a blowout as Dan is. Um, I think if they had any other quarterback, I would take Seattle because I do think they're, I, I think their rosters, I quite, I like their roster. I actually really like Lockett a lot, um, but I'm going to pick Denver, but not by much. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go Denver on this one, but I do, I do think it's going to be like, 21 17 like I think that's going to be like the score line yeah, I think I'm that's kind of like realistic Riley's mm-hmm. shaking her head I'm going Denver Riley your thoughts there because clearly you don't agree with me no I'm with Dan it's going to be like 31 to 3 with it. and and it's like one of those we don't want to end up with nil so we're going to kick a field goal with three seconds to go just to make it not look too bad kind of three points and yeah. Oh, Laura. <laughs> I mean, Laura, I did leave you last for a reason. Unfortunately, you're slightly outnumbered here on the win percentage for Broncos to Seattle. But dare I ask you who you think is going to win this game? Look, I'd probably take the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl over this moment and this conversation right here. This has been this has been tough, and I think reality is really settling in. Um, look, at the end of the day, Denver have paid Russell Wilson $245 million without him even playing a game. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that, that there's, you know, something special happening in Denver. I am actually really excited to see it. I'm going to still love my boy Russell. We, 
we did him dirty and I really hope that he gets the success that he hasn't been able to have or reproduce in Seattle. Um, but I can't bring myself to actually say that Denver's going to beat Seattle. So I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to back the home team. <laughs> Someone has to do it. It's going to be me. I think we might have a few pieces that might be able to work together and, and pull something off, but um, you know, Emerald city, who knows, but let's go Seahawks. I mean, that's four to one Broncos to Seahawks. I mean, well, I guess we'll see how that goes. That's going to be Monday night football in the U.S., Tuesday morning football for us Australians. Um, but it, it's going to be an interesting game. Like I said, the X is back in the building and who knows who has, a, someone's got to have a bad taste in the mouth about something. So it'll be interesting to see how those games go. But guys, we are going to move on to the rest of the week. Week one, NFL. I'm going to kick it off. Two games I have predict- that I have to give predictions for. Bears and 49ers. Oh, I mean, I don't like, I mean, if, of all the games, <laughs> like it's just upsetting, right? <laughs> like when you look at the game, it's just sad. And I, I want to sit here and I want to say, and I am going to be bold and say the Bears on this one because I don't think that Trey Lance is experienced enough to be able to beat some, some. We have very small number of, of the veterans that are in Chicago. And I think you're in Chicago, you're at Soldier Field. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big day. You know, Justin Fields got his like great touchdown last year against the 49ers. Uh, my one concern is gonna be that O-line because I know as soon as Nick Bosa comes through, it's Ohio State boy on Ohio State boy. So I mean, I can't be mad there. Um, but I I can see the Bears maybe pulling out some sort of win. Um, I think all eyes are going to be on Matt Elbefluss, um as his first time as a head coach. But for me, I'm going to have the Bears squeaking by by one point. That's my prediction for that one. Um, next game up for me is Texans Colts. was like I went backwards and forwards like Colts Texans Colts Texans you know Laura you mentioned the Texans kind of being like a sleeper team I'm gonna go with you on that one um so for me personally I think when you look at that game you look at the matchups again neither side really excels super high on either side of the ball um and I think my underdog pick for the week um, for week one is going to be the Houston Texans. I think they're going to be able to pull off a week one win against the Colts. Um, so those are my two games. Um, but Riley, I'm going to hand over to you. You've got three games to predict. So uh, let's give us your predictions. Um, yes, I have. I've got, I've got uh, Vikings Packers. Um, it's at the Vikings, which controlled environment and dome might might work to their favour, especially because I think all of the Vikings are pretty healthy. Um, I'm going to pick Vikings just because I hate Rodgers. He hasn't got any receivers anymore, in my opinion, and I want him to not win. Um, then we've got Panthers v. Browns. Um, Baker gets his revenge straight off the bat um, at Panthers. So... Browns don't really have a lot either. Panthers don't have anything either. Um, but I think in this matchup, I think Baker gets his revenge straight up. Whether he plays a good game is another situation. But I think the Panthers as a whole will get it done. Um, and then I have my Bengals and the Steelers at Bengals. Um, divisional matchup, always good. 
I don't even know who's starting quarterback for Pittsburgh, if that's even been announced yet. I haven't announced um, it yet. I don't think it matters who it is. I think Bengals are going to steamroll over them. Not super convincingly, but enough to make a statement um, that they're still, that, that last year wasn't a fluke kind of thing. Um, and I'm excited to, yeah, see that, see them get on that roll again because I have higher predictions for those boys. So if you had an underdog for any of your games or any of the games you've talked about so far, who would it be? An underdog? Mm. Oof. Vikings? Okay. Fair play. Yeah. Vikings it is. All right, Laura, it's your turn. Let's talk about your Eagles. Let's talk about your Jaguars. They're not playing each other, but they're two separate games. <laughs> oh, am I that predictable? I am, aren't I? Um, okay, so Eagles-Lions. Um, I... I want to say that I just don't think there's any point in talking about this because the Eagles are going to steamroll the Lions. And then I get nervous because as soon as that happens, things go awry. And, you know, hard knocks makes everybody very excited about the Lions. And, oh, you know, um, I'm going to pick the Eagles over the Lions in about 33 to maybe 20. Um, and uh, I've also got the Titans and the Giants, um, and I... I feel like that one would have been an easy one. Well, it's complicated, right? Because who are the Titans this year? <laughs> they've, like, lost a bunch of players. They've kind of gained some players. They've just... There's Derrick Henry. Injuries. Yeah, he's back, which is great, but they've, like... They've lost, they've lost O-line players. They've just had major injuries on their defensive line. They've lost, um, you know, A.J. Brown is gone to the Eagles. Hello, hence why they're going to be fabulous all year. And then, uh, yes, they're going to beat the Giants, but also, oh, the Giants. So anyway, Titans over the Giants, 25 to 18. And then the Jags and the Commanders. This is obviously the game of the week. Uh, Carson Wentz is coming back to Jacksonville where he got absolutely obliterated at the end of last season on the Colts. He is going to be so uncomfortable because he isn't very good at overcoming the stress of revenge games. And the Jags are going to absolutely trounce Washington and it's going to be brilliant. So if you had to pick an underdog, would you pick your Jags as the underdog there? No, oddly enough, almost everybody's picking them and it's very disconcerting because that never happens for the Jags. It's very uncomfortable to expect them to win because it means they'll absolutely lose. Um, I am picking the Giants as an underdog to come out on top of the Titans and surprise everybody. All righty, Giants it is. is, That's a bold prediction, but we'll see how that one plays out. Yeah, about Uh, 10% maybe. Fair (laughs) point. Uh, Dan, uh, you've got three games and I know one of them is your Pats. Yeah, let's roll into it. All right, here we are. So, look, the, the Patriots, uh, the Tom Brady era of the Patriots, I don't know if you've heard about it. It was pretty good at football. Uh, we couldn't beat Miami uh, in Miami. It just wasn't a thing that we did. Now, we sure as shit can't do it now with Mac Jones. 
that was probably the worst training camp. Uh, well, certainly the worst training camp New England's had in its history. Um, this is such a slow football team. Um, I promise you, watch the tape, watch the offense. Um, we've got a six foot six, 163 kilo left tackle in Trent Brown. He's probably the fastest player out there. It is ridiculous. Um, but I would look, we'll keep it a little bit close. Um, Miami will definitely win. Um, you know, Tua might even throw a pick. I'm not too worried about that, but it's Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, um, a few of these, uh, massive running backs that we've got that will just sort of, you know, play a little bit of keep away. But um, yeah, look, Dolphins will get the job done there for sure. Uh, moving it through now, Cowboys at home to the Bucks. Um, you know, Tom Brady effect probably sees them a, a header's favorite, I'd imagine. Um, Tom Brady rolling into town. Um, my underdog tip of the week has got to be the Cowboys at home. Both teams are not in a good spot. Um, you know, the Bucks, let's stick with them. Obviously, Brady's been away from camp, which I'm not too concerned about. But just their, just their injuries to the offensive line, uh, what it means is Brady's going to be under pressure and he's going to throw that thing into the stands. There is no way anyone is sacking Brady in this. Uh, and the Cowboys, they've had a bad offseason, especially compared to Philly. Uh, but one of the things that they are, you know, looking pretty pretty sharp at is, is pass rush with Micah Parsons. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think Brady's going to be under a bit of pressure in this one. Um, Cowboys uh, will get, get the job done. Uh, Jets, Ray, uh, Ravens, look, this will be a non-contest. Uh, this is a situation. And this is what you love about football. Lamar Jackson, everyone knows is going to run in this game. Like he, everyone knows I'm going to run this ball down your throat. Um, I'm not going to cave and try and th- throw the ball around and uh, the Jets aren't going to be able to do anything about it. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson's out as well. Joe Flacco comes in. Um, look, the Jets will be better this year, um, but this isn't the time to get the Ravens uh, fresh, healthy. Um, you know, they're an imperfect team, but uh, this is going to be a big year for Lamar. So, um, yeah, Lamar wins big there. Good prediction there. I forgot that Joe Flacco stepping in there. But uh, <laughs> best of luck to him. Laura, you get to round us out with your games and your underdog pick of the week. All right, I'm going to start with my underdog pick of the week. Um, I'm going with the Raiders uh, against the Chargers. Well, I, you know, the Chargers are tipped. For me, the Raiders, they're going to come in. I'm excited to see... Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, I think actually the entire NFL world is excited to see that matchup back again. Um, you know, they're going to come into LA. They're going to they're gonna run away and take the show. So easy, done. Cardinals, Chiefs, I can't stand the bloody Cardinals. So Chiefs, easy one. You know, I think Mahomes is kind of, his, his reputation's taken a little bit of a hit. I like to believe that that's due to the crap talking that I've done about him. Um, but you know, I think he is going to come out with a bit of a vengeance. It's pretty easy against a bunch of dud birds. Um, so that's that chiefs against the Cardinals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everyone was like nice and was kind of like, no, no, Laura's coming in being like the dud birds. I'm the reason that Mahomes is taking Go, I'd love to hear what this third pick is. I got hook and dream. All right, Falcons and Saints. This is a pretty easy one, in my opinion. Um, Saints, all away wins for me with my three picks this week. I'm super excited to see Jarvis Landry uh, back from Louisiana. You know, we've got Kamara back. I really can't wait to see Chris Olave. I'm excited to see what they do with him and how they work him into this offense. I'm not sure what we're going to expect out of Jameis, but the guy needs to kind of pull his boots up or get out of the league. So really this is kind of a make or break time for him. And I'm expecting a bit of a show. This is, I think, how many chances has he had? He's almost like a cat with nine lives. And if this one doesn't, if he, if he can't show up and at least, you know, help this team get to, to where they want to be, get into the playoffs, then I think that's it. So 
Uh, I'm going Saints, I'm going Chiefs, and I'm going Raiders. And Seattle. Can't forget Seattle. Yes, and we cannot forget the uh, (laughs) 4-1 Seattle pick there. Yeah. Um, Guys, I mean, it's exciting. It's week one, NFL. Like, this is the path now to the next Super Bowl. Who's going to get it? Don't know. Who's going to be top performers? Don't know. Who's going to break some – question to you before we go. Who's going to break some records this year, do you think? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Not Derrick Henry. Remember, I've been predicting his downfall. Is this going to be the year? So I'll probably go the opposite of that and say it's not going to be a record season for Derrick. So, yeah, I, I like that. Jonathan Taylor, that's a good, that's a good chat. Easy one. Laura, any prediction breakers? Any prediction breakers? Any prediction on some record breakers? Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. Um, I just keep coming back to that year of James Will- Jameson, James Wintz. I can't say. I got you. Of hitting the 30 30 club that nobody wow. else hit. Um, has hit 30 interceptions, 30 t- over 30 touchdowns, over 30 interceptions in the same year. Poor guy. He never had that much of a higher interception rate before that. So rather than specify a player, I am going to predict that there's going to be some oddball, like oddball record that's never even been hit that will happen in a similar kind of vein. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but that's my like a second butt fumble by the same. Yeah. Person. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Something very unusual. We'll get. <laughs> All right, well, you heard it here first. We're predicting a second butt fumble this season on the NFL. <laughs> Guys, that's all we have time for. I'm excited to keep bringing down these games with y'all and, and giving our predictions. At the end of the season, we'll pick the, the winner of the underdog picks because someone's going to come out on top there. We're all competitive. Um, but that's all we have time for, and I'll catch y'all next week.